Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Hi-oh. Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be doing the Brian Usna film, Society. Yes, and I'm going to be wearing my brand new Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt while I do it. Nice. That's a great thing and a thing that you can purchase on the Coast City Comics website. All right. All right. That's out of the way. <laughs> now, uh, Continuing our month of butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. This movie is <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Uh, just th- this movie has fascinated me since it came out, well, in the U.S., and holy crap, man, I I still, I've seen it a hundred times probably. I still have no clue what this movie I is definitely about. Remember really. I, mean, I definitely remember ending this in high school, seeing it for the first time. I guess no clue is, is too much. I had no clue that ending was coming. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. When you see it the first time, you're like, wow. Yeah. This is, this is beyond beyond. And by um, ending, I mean like the final 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is the longest extended it's like dead alive levels of extended crazy it's like makeup you're on a, effects. It's like you're on slightly strange train and they're like, All right, switching <sighs> trains to absolutely bonkers town. Yeah. And you're like, Yeah, I think I'll get off and check out and check out that train. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not, man? Um <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I, there's a lot in this movie, so I think we probably should just go go straight in. That sounds like a great idea, Tristan. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we, we start with the exterior of a really, really expensive ritzy house. Uh, and our our sweaty hero, Billy Warlock, shows up. Walks in the front door and starts hearing squishy, weird, weird noises. A lady scream and a dude laugh. It's pretty cool sounds, too. Yeah, it's... It's eerie. Yeah, it's it's very strange. He's kind of, like, creeping around the house. He's looking for the source of the noise. It's a big bunch of foreshadowing. It's a big bunch of foreshadowing. I mean, it's literally a... The scene repeats Well, appara- right at the apparently, end. I've read that this was actually supposed to be that scene at the end. And the movie actually started... There and then went Whoa. and then did the first half in a flashback, and they decided that that was just too confusing. So they decided to start it with this, but just make it kind of a foreshadowing dealy. Oh, thank God! Yeah, can you imagine how boring the movie would be if you got all of that insanity? I don't think they would have done all the insanity right up front. I, I think <laughs> they probably would have, you know, ended with the the goat. Uh, what do you even call that thing? The loop that goes around your neck yeah, on a pole. Animal control. The, the neck pole. pole. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, the neck pole. Yeah. It probably would have ended with that. And then probably. you would have like been like okay. two weeks earlier. <laughs> yeah, I don't I would not have been down with that. I think this was a much better way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um so he grabs a butcher knife and goes looking for the source of the noise, and then his uh his mom and dad turn on the light and he's just cowering in the corner, and then we cut directly to his therapist. Well, after the credit scene right right yes I hope we which are. which is another big batch of uh gooey for foreshadowing we, we get a lot of a lot of gooey orgy yep so uh so now he's at his therapist and he's talking about how he doesn't trust anyone in the world now because he's really like everyone he thinks his parents are aliens he thinks everyone is out to get him he's got they don't even look like me they don't even look like me and <laughs> uh and he we don't really find out why no, I mean... He's just paranoid. But he's not paranoid. I've never been paranoid a day in my life. I've never been paranoid in my life. But he... Again, I mean, he knows that something's going on. I guess he just doesn't fit in. He's right. I yeah. Mean, he's absolutely 100% correct. Um, 
So he says something about um, he's basically he's holding an apple and he's like scratching it with his with his finger and literally explaining the metaphor that he's about to make where he's like, I just feel like if I scratch the surface, there's going to be something beneath. And then he bites the apple and it's literally full of worms. worms. It's like they just took the metaphor and they were like, so just in case you don't know what the metaphor is. It's catchy. I mean, it's a a, a nice. Oh, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's super creepy. Um, Do we then cut to him playing b-ball? Yep. Billy and Milo, his friend Milo, are playing basketball. And this is one of the weirdest lines of dialogue here. This movie's got a couple of them. This this was one of my big ones that I was like, maybe like, you can unpack this for me because I couldn't do it. So they're playing ball and what, Billy wins and then Milo's just like, yeah, man, you're like a perfect person. Maybe one day you'll assassinate the president. Like, what? Is that what perfect people do? Is that do? what perfect... Yeah, exactly. There's no one packing it. It doesn't, doesn't make okay, any sense. Okay, so it's just, it's just a nonsense line. Yeah. All right. There's a couple. Yeah, there there are definitely a few that... And, and I mean, maybe it means something, like... Maybe could have meant something to left somebody. Leftover line to another line that got chopped, or... Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. so bizarre. Either way, Billy never assassinates the president in this. <laughs> he never gets there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you really extrapolate to the end of this whole thing, that's probably where we're going. You know what I mean? Like, we're probably literally going... There is going to be an open seat in Washington. Exactly. Like, we're talking about literally all of these high-class people are all aliens. So that would mean that the entire... They're not aliens. Or, sorry, whatever. They've been here for years. Aliens could have been here for years, though, too. Not these ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to believe an alien when it tells me it's not an alien. (laughs) You're taking their word for it? Oh, man. man. What you got against aliens? (laughs) The end of this movie. Uh, so, not aliens. Okay. So uh, this guy Blanchard uh, pulls up in his van, and uh, and Billy's sister is in the window, and Billy's like, "Hey, Blanchard's here to see you," and she's, she's like, like, "You I'm- know I can't see him. Yeah, tell him to go away." What a big brother's for. <laughs> yeah, yep. And so we cut inside to her getting dressed. And she's like, she's like putting on her clothes and something in the closet starts moving. And it lingers on her butt a lot. It, of course it does. <laughs> um, and she drops an earring. Um, how did Blanchard get past Billy in the driveway? Like, he was supposed to be like, no, go away. Um, wouldn't Billy notice his big ass blue van still sitting there forever? I mean, he noticed it, but I guess he just didn't care. <laughs> I feel like he was just like, this is the amount of energy I'm going to put into this. He looked and he went, well, he's not there. So. I said, what are big brothers for? <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I think that was all the all he was putting into that particular move. Um, but yeah, our um, lead girl, I forgot her name. Jenny. Jenny. Jenny's lost her earring. And we this, find out why she lost the earring later on, but then she finds it and then she also sees Blanchard staring at her from behind the clothes in the closet. This Okay, so. This is Blanchard. Plant, now planting the super spy tech. How? How what? How did he plant the super spy tech? How did he even get in there? Well, okay. Let's <laughs> just assume that he stayed the night there or whatever. That he has a secret entrance. That the he can first, jump 30 feet in the, the air. The first whatever. time we see Jenny, she's already out of the shower getting dressed at this. I just need to know how he gets that microphone into her earring. Because he went into the room and he took the earring and he went in the closet and he installed it and then put the earring on the floor where she found it. Oh, I thought she dropped it. 
No. Oh, no, she it was, was missing just, off oh, the table. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. he took it. Then he Perfect. placed it so she could find it. Perfect. Perfectly doesn't make sense. That, but it makes some sense. There's yeah. something there. That's fine. But there's uh, just no way Blanchard got into that closet no. from the outside. No. Past Billy, past Jenny. No. Um, so he basically jumps out of the closet and attacks Jenny. He like puts his hand over her mouth and says, Shh, just be shh, quiet. Like, shh. like, we cool, we cool. <laughs> a hundred things that are just absolutely not cool like, and are not going to play well no matter what you do. Ton of easier ways to, uh, to, to, to start the conversation here, Blanche. Yeah. It also would have made a little more sense if Blanchard like showed up and, and had her earring from another time. Like he stole it from her when they were out sometime and he came back with the microphone like, hey, you left your earring in the car. Yeah. I could have avoided that whole bonkers ass hiding in the closet. <laughs> yeah. It, I feel like in 80s movies, you could just do stuff like that. And you were just like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's a big house filled with secret passages. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> Check it out in the sequel. And Secrets of Society House. And the parents are like, the parents finally catch up with him afterwards. He gets out. Yeah. And uh, and the parents. I come love out that the mother like asks him a question. And then Why are you bothering our daughter? I'm sorry. I just just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> you did just ask me a question. <laughs> Billy throws him out, and uh, and they're like, "Oh, it was nothing." It's like there was a dude in your closet mm, assaulting, and this he girl. pretty much assaulted you. It's not nothing. It's yeah. a totally like a huge huge deal. Yeah, like really upsetting, but. But of course, them being not aliens, it's going to be less weird. So, <laughs> so they're all excited. How do you think Blanchard ever found out about any of this to ever start bugging in the first place? Huh? They never say that either. Uh, my guess is but that we're kind of jumping a little ahead. True, but <laughs> I mean, I would assume that because the two of them dated. That it was something like they made out and then he like stuck his hand into her back and went, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, OK, that's weird. You know, some something like that where you're mm-hmm. like, if they were dating and something strange happened, then he got suspicious. Do you think that their strange happenings are moon based? Like it's that time of year where they start <laughs> shunting and, and getting jellied or is it can they do that year round all the time? I think they can do it all the time. OK. I, this is this is a later conversation though because I need to know what shunting is and that's a whole other okay that's a whole other story. All Stay right. Stay tuned <clears> for the shunt. <laughs> yeah, I know. So the parents are talking up this party and they're like, "Oh, you're coming out party for all this. Uh, it's going to be so exciting. The judge is going to be there. Ooh, Ooh a 55 year old man is going to be there with cigars. He's so <laughs> awesomely gross in this." Yes. Uh, and so the sister asks Billy to uh, to zip up her dress, and he does so. And as he's as he's zipping it up, he notices that her back is like covered in giant beads of water and pulsing, kind of like Toxic Avenger flesh. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And so he's he gets a little weird, and he's just like, oh, uh, just a little wet. You're just really damp. You're just damp. <laughs> She's like, I'm not taking another shower. Hey, I don't care. Mm. And so he explains that he's going to miss her coming out party because he has to go play basketball. It's much more important. And uh, we cut to the the debate for the high school presidency. Yeah, uh, yes, they're going for class president. Class president. Um, and it's Bill versus Petrie. Yep. Petrie played by 
can't recall his name, but was Pino in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Okay. I just looked that up when I was watching this because it was eating me. I was like, I know that guy. That's weird. He looked like the skateboard kid to me, So, but it wasn't nope, him. Pino. Okay. <laughs> okay, so not the skateboard so kid. So close to going through Silent Nights again this year. Ooh, man. We'll have to do at least one for December. Every year I watch them all. Um, so, so we've got uh, his girlfriend shows up on stage. Bill's girlfriend, uh, played by Heidi Kosak Haddad. Um, Shauna is her name. Yes. And she's like cheering for him like crazy, and, uh, <laughs> trying to get the, the jock vote. And so she brings it. She brings it. She really does. <laughs> Uh, she is, of course, from Friday the Thirteenth, New Blood, and, and Slumber, Party, Slumber Mass- Party Massacre too. And uh, she is Miss mm. Pie in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd is not faring well in the debate. Uh, he is he's getting tra- pretty well trounced by our hero, just making like offhanded slams. Yeah, he's not making any points whatsoever. Which he's is just kind of the state of politics these days. Yeah, he's just kind of being <laughs> a dick, and everybody's like, yeah. Good job being a dick. Vote for dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he was doing really well until this super hot girl in the front row starts uncrossing her legs at him and he starts getting very distracted and can't too figure distracted. out. What, too Way too distracted. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, that might trip you up for a line, but you're not just going to be like, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think totally the opposite of what I think right now. <laughs> I mean, maybe she has magic society powers. Mm. We don't know. So the guy who's managing the uh, the debate puts his hand over the microphone and leans over to him and says, she's bad news, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder why. I don't know. This- Is it her mom? Well, that might be it. <laughs> definitely, definitely her mom is bad news. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, so we go back to therapy and, uh, he grabs an apple and he looks at it for a second and then he takes a big bite out of it and he's super stoked that there aren't any worms in it. That would be too. Um, so that was a big moment for him where he was overcoming his fear of the worms in the apple. (laughs) And he's like, he's talking to his therapist and he's like, we're all a big happy family except for a little incest and psychosis. (laughs) It's like... So that's kind of the synopsis of the movie right there. Oh, does he say that at that scene? Yeah, he does. Where did he get the incest from? That's a good question. Don't know. None of that shit's happened yet. Nope. There's incest coming. Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he, this is where he says, they don't look like me. I think I was adopted. Blah, blah, blah. And then the then his therapist says, you're going to make a wonderful contribution to society. Mm-hmm. Which is the big foreplay, the big uh, foreshadow for the movie. Yeah. Um, what is society? What is society? I do not know the answer. I mean, it's the ruling class is yeah. is clearly what it is. It's just basically but like... Do they have an end goal? Or is it just shunting their brains out? Man. I, do they need to eat people? I think they do. I I believe... That gives them their shunty strength? They may... I mean, if if I were going to just fill in blanks with no information... Because we don't is, have any. We don't have any. Um, what I would say is it has to give them something. So maybe extended life, question mark? And they're taking it away from the poor. Essentially, he says they, we've the rich have always sucked yeah. off uh, 
of low... The judge does say he's getting too old for this, though, so I don't know if it's extending his life, or unless yeah. it's already been, maybe he's 300 years old. They I mean, do because... talk about how they've been there forever. Does exactly. that mean the race, or does that mean them? Maybe them, because he literally is taking parts of that kid's body. That's he winds right. up with the beauty spot. He gets the Ooh. beauty mark. So he's literally absorbing not only his life force but parts of his skin, like yep. parts of his actual body. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> without a lot without any more information, it's going to be really hard to to fill this in, mm-hmm. but I think I think we're close to it. I think it's something like that where it's it's like they live forever or they live a very long time and they're taking that life. They're taking the life force from the poor people. Gotcha. From the low class. That does people. make sense. Okay. Um, so uh, back at the house, he needs suntan lotion because he's always going to the damn beach. Yeah. And so like you do, this you, is a weird, somebody's scene. in the shower and you're like, eh, I'll just knock on the door and go in. It's just my sister in the shower. <laughs> Um, she'll be yeah, fine. That with works that. when it's your wife. <laughs> right. Again, again with the weird incest. And so knocks on the bathroom door, sees that she's showering. And he's like, eh, whatever. Goes in anyway, looks for the suntan lotion and then just like kind of quickly glances in the clear door and is like, hmm, sexy butt. And then he's like, wait a minute. There's boobs. Wait, <laughs> what? They're both on the same side. <laughs> so she is completely twisted around. So she is. What comic artists refer to as the Catwoman, where they show the uh, the boobs and butt at the same time. Oh, yep. It's a classic <laughs> sexist uh, cover shot. I remember for, that cover controversy too. Yeah, that. <laughs> where they like will constantly twist <laughs> twist Catwoman <laughs> yeah. around so that her butt and boobs are showing in every shot. Uh, yeah, but it's a really cool effect shot, and it's it is it's subtly it, done too behind frosted glass, so you don't get this obnoxious, stupid-looking thing. Absolutely, you just you fill are, in the blanks, and it's like, okay, that's weird. Because half the time, you really you're like, oh, I'm just looking at her. At a girl in a shower, just, it's totally normal until your brain starts to process it. Then you're yeah. like, oh, oh, it is <laughs> unbelievable. It's a pretty coolly shocking scene. Very, very effective. Uh, <clears throat> and so, like anybody, he just whips a door open on his sister, and like anybody, <laughs> just stares a lot while she covers herself and like, Billy, get out of here. And he's like, oh, hey. I needed suntan I was lotion. Just, uh, I'm just going to stutter so I could stare some more and talk about suntan lotion. And he grabs the dinkiest bottle of suntan lotion for his girl and him. It doesn't matter because it lasts forever. There's like a <laughs> yes. gallon of suntan lotion in that thing, as we will see later. Uh, so his parents are out in the garden as he's leaving. He's on his way out. And they're examining the lovely crop of slugs that they have. How does he not question this? <laughs> I mean, he's in therapy literally questioning it pretty much every week. Yeah. He's constantly going, there's something fucking wrong. My parents raised slugs. <laughs> oh, there's a gardener talking about picking up slugs with chopsticks, and the parents are going, ooh, that's a lovely one. That's a, this might be the best crop we've ever had. Do you think those are baby shunters? No, they eat them. Oh, that's because all? later at the at the party they are they're eating them. Which <gasps> oh, that's right. Which I thought was kind of a shame, to be honest, because the other the other theme that runs through this whole thing, everybody's got fresh fruit or crudités of some sort, like they are slugs, like the idea that they're consuming vegetable matter in the oh, same way that like okay. a slug does, and like they're they're like a similar 
I don't know. And then they kind of ruin that when they're actually they, eating the right, slugs. Right, if they eat the slugs, it kind of ruins that whole I don't concept. think anybody would have noticed the fruit. Well, I guess they, somebody I, would. You did. I mean, yeah, the, the doctor always has a bowl of fruit, and on his desk he has, like, literally, like, celery stalks and, like, little carrots and things. There's also very... Um, contorted people statues yes. everywhere around there. Everywhere yeah, around yeah. there too. Yeah, it's all uh, all these. They Usna says that it was all references to um, two Dolly paintings. Uh, okay, the one baked beans and uh, autumn cannibalism. Uh, Those are arts. And, yeah, they're arts. What is it? Uh, soft construction with boiled beans. Okay. And yeah. Sure. So but if you look at those paintings, you they're very like there's actually a scene right at the end in the big orgy scene where someone's holding a breast with one hand and it's like twisted way across the room. That's literally what that painting is. Gotcha. So so kind of cool little shout outs to stuff. Um so he goes, gets in his Jeep, sits on a squeaky toy. Which this, turns out to be a Ken doll. This whole string of events makes zero sense. This, uh, spoiler alert, this is his friend playing pranks on him. His friend sucks at playing pranks. <laughs> These things make no fucking sense whatsoever. They do, kind of. Though. What? What's the screw in his head? He's a screw head. What the, why? Because he's getting distracted by Skirt Girl. Oh or doing God. dumb Come shit like on. that. <laughs> or the shrunken head, like... That means he's just thinking with his little head. Don't be like this. That's yeah, not, <laughs> no. I figured it all out. <laughs> he just sucks at pulling bricks. <laughs> mm. um, they all make sense though. And when he gets the the sex doll with the thing, like in there, it's labeled. Go- I mean, that one just spells it the fuck out for you. This is a man eater. Like his name's on the baby doll that's, that's shoved true. in the in her. That is true. But yeah. they are they're convoluted. The symbolism runs very deep here. <laughs> It does. You can I, get you can peel the layers back with multiple viewings. Fine. But I mean I, I absolutely do agree with you that that's what all those things meant. But the way that he goes about doing this, it's just And why would he do it? Right. I should talk to my friend about what he's doing that bothers Nah, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a sex doll with a there, doll on it. There is the therein <laughs> lies the big problem. Yeah. It's like his communication skills are Gone. Milo They're, needs to work on some. He things. needs. He's got a lot of like human interaction stuff. He to work proves on. himself in the end. Uh, does he? Well, oh yeah, he, he does. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's a real friend. He is a real friend. I like him. Okay, so we get <laughs> we get to Billy and Shauna on the beach making out. I love this scene. <sighs> and he's like, "I love you, baby." And she's like, "If you really loved me." You would get us invited to Ted Ferguson's party. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you mean Ted Ferguson, the guy who's like literally like with the guy that I'm running for class president against and I just That's humiliated in public. And oh, I love I love cool. too that the class president is so nerdy and Ted Ferguson's so suave, like the, mm-hmm. the big cool bully guy, and they're just hanging together on the beach. Yeah. But the super nerdy guy's got like cool oh, kid yeah. glasses too to like make him fit in, but it's still <laughs> Super just odd. Oh, like yeah. they do not look like friends. Like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so the, so these little kids what while the they're the fuck <laughs> is up with this part. This is this, this is this is totally like you had to you had to get Billy away from <laughs> Shauna so he could go meet Cl- yep. Cl- Clarice Clarissa Cl- Clar- Clarissa Clarissa Clarissa. Okay, they had to get him away from her so she could meet Clarissa. Yep. So of all the ways to make this happen, <laughs> they make two little. Ten-year-olds crawl in their arms, 
sneak up behind them, grab their suntan lotion, yell, die alien scum, while spurting them with sunblock. I mean, that happens on the beach all the time. It's constant. He doesn't know these kids. And then like any, like any sane person, this is a very, this is a very telling uh, rich person slash 80s thing that's going on here. Because these kids do this little prank and then these kids who he does not know. He tries to tackle. Chase them. He yeah. chases them down on the What's beach and do? tries to tackle them. It's like, dude, I mean, aside from go to prison, yeah. I don't know. Like, probably nothing. But go to prison would be my first thing. <laughs> Squirt him back? <laughs> He's trying to get the suntan lotion back. Yeah. He's like, because they still have it. And so they've squirted this all over him. He falls. And then. They get away. They get away. Super hot girl shows up. Uh, skirt girl yep and she's Carissa. like she's standing in front of him she picks up the the suntan lotion and she squirts him in the face with it again after they've already used it once the kids have just squirted it all over them and now this tiny bottle still has enough to just completely shoot cover his force face. like that yeah yep everybody gets a facial yep everybody gets it <laughs> everybody gets one um and so so that's i don't know what the point of that was either no but she, he goes back with her, right? She came from Ferguson's place. Isn't this where he goes and asks to oh, go to the party? Oh, shit. Yeah. She rolls with the Ferg. That's right. She does. So she breaks apart. Yeah. Billy. Th- that's when Billy goes straight to Ted Ferguson with all the shit on his face yeah. uh, to get invited to the party. And, uh-oh. uh-oh. Cat, cat. Uh, Cat's going to unplug us. Hold on one second. Step. Yeah. And so he also, now he just hassles him because he's because he's got the, the other candidate for school president yeah and he says no he's gonna win so it doesn't matter he's like what are you gonna do fix the fix the race he's like no he was born to win again establishing society (laughs) he's from society and i love also that ted says uh because he asked him if anything's going down that weekend yeah (laughs) he's like oh no man but if i find something else i'll send you a telegram i'll send and lo and behold, he, he, sends he him a does fucking send him telegram. a fucking telegram after this. Who would have guessed that he actually had a telegram to send? Can uh, you still send a telegram? What is a telegram? I don't know the answers to any of these questions. <laughs> I, I, this is one of those weird things when I was watching it. It was just like a telegram. We've all heard the word like a thousand times, but like, is it, is it just urgent mail that needs to get there fast? That's why it's sent? Like, I mean, I don't think it's a thing anymore. Maybe at this point in the 80s. And there were singing telegrams. Remember when there were people that messaged? Like, yeah. was that ever a real thing? Hmm. I don't know. And do you think anybody ever reveled in sending people bad news through singing telegrams? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I absolutely guarantee you. Someone got fired by a singing telegram. Oh, man. or notified of a death in the family, or something like that. <laughs> and can you imagine being the singing telegram person that has to do that? Especially if like that was part of your will. That like, which if I was a if I was a billionaire, <laughs> I can guarantee you that how I would inform every member of my family of my death would be by singing telegram. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I would write a song specifically for the event, and then they'd have to all go out and tell everyone that I died. Oh, man. God, I want to be rich. That'd be fun. <laughs> Just fuck with everybody. People, we ne- you need to buy more Funbox <laughs> Monster shirts. You need to buy one million Funbox <laughs> Monster shirts. And Support the channel. Make the same <laughs> telegram shit happen. <laughs> but not for a while. Because we've still got a lot more episodes to do. We've got so much more to talk about. <laughs> we have so many Christmas episodes to mm. do this year. 
I'm so excited. What the fuck are we? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Blanchard catches up with Billy here. He runs after him, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's all sweaty and crazy, and he's wearing an awesome Vision Streetwear shirt. And I, yes, he is. <laughs> I was really into that. Uh, no surprise. And he's like, I've got something I need you to hear. But I love this part, too, because he's like, I can't talk to you about it here. Mm-hmm. Come meet me over by the pier. Yeah. Which uh, is probably more populated than the middle of the beach that they were just standing in. Yeah, but it was also too close to the society kids. Oh, that He wanted to sense. get him away from the society kids, probably. They won't see us when we walk 10 feet over <laughs> here. <laughs> in the most suspicious place ever, under the pier. Like, nothing ever, nothing yeah. shady ever happens under the pier. Might as well turn into, like, Santa a 40s Monica. noir film. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, so, uh, so, we cut back to the house, and something's going on with, like... His sister can't get her earring in. She's like, it's kind of weird. There's something going on with my earring. This is so stupid. And she takes it out. There's no reason for this. There's no reason for this earring thing except to get him caught. The only reason that it's there is so that he'll get caught. Because otherwise, he he, even, he just needed the <clears throat> microphone. The, the, the tape recorder turns on. It's voice activated. It doesn't matter. This guy's got some crazy spy tech. He has he has spy technology that would be envious of people today. Today. He's got this secret microphone that looks like a little capacitor <laughs> stuck in her earring that somehow beams into his tape recorder that he doesn't have yep. any kind of beamer receiver adapter for whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's got a voice. He's, he, he tells Billy that he's planted a microphone in the van and on her earring. And the vo- in the ear in the in the microphone is, a, is voice activated. I had one of those. <laughs> I had a voice activated tape deck once for uh, for school. Like literally, it had voice activation technology. Wait, is that true? Oh, absolutely. So it literally. Oh, I didn't even think that was a thing. No, it totally is. Those micro cassette recorders have voice activation. What? Where like it won't. So you can turn it on. You hit record. You would hit record on the thing, and you'd turn on the, the voice activation thing. And it would just stay where it was until it heard a noise. And then it would start rolling once it, you started talking into it. And then it would stop to save tape. Oh, wow. So I, if you were like, I need to take notes. But then if you pause, it doesn't waste any of your tape. You just, it just stops. It seems like you always clip the first thing you're saying. Oh, you always do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you're taking notes and you're in college like that, if you're doing something like that where you're like talking into it, you're always going to go... Uh, <laughs> first, so it's like it clips off the first three seconds of your duh. Gotcha. Because <laughs> I was oftentimes doing taking notes. That was my college voice experience. activated microphone. I mean, I talk into this microphone and it picks me up. Yeah, no clipping. See, no <laughs> text come along. Way. It really has. Uh, but I still miss it. Um, okay, so. He let's plays. record the next episode on one of those. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> he plays the tape for for Billy. I love this. Let me. Let me and just, it is crystal clear. Oh yeah, Billy can hear. Like, imagine playing somebody a song off your phone when you're on the beach, which is permanently windy. Yeah. And there's no walls to block. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear a thing. No, nothing. But in this case, he hears, Billy it hears everything loud and clear. And basically, what happens is. Uh, it's the family. It's Billy's family getting into their car, and and his his daughter, the or his sister, is uh, talking through what's going to happen at her coming out party. She's like, "I'm nervous about it. What's going to happen?" 
And then dad goes, well, you know, it's going to be the usual thing. You're going to, you come in, we'll introduce you, and then you'll copulate with someone who's of your own age, probably. Then, you know, you'll copulate with your mother and I. And, and I then, can do it with both women and men. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, just whatever else. Oh, yeah, it's going to be some of your own age, and then with your mom and I, and then welcome the host. Yeah, and then the host shows up, yeah. And we eat some slugs along the way. Yeah, and some <laughs> slugs will be eaten. So It's and, a weird uh, recording. And my favorite part of this thing, where it's like, okay, he's hearing all this, and, and he's just listening along, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so who do you think it's going to be? Oh, it's going to be Ted Ferguson. Fucking Ted Ferguson! This is the <laughs> most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just heard all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and then what made you flip the fuck out was when you found out that Ted Ferguson... Not, not the, the fact that your sister's sleeping with your parents. No, that, that part was like, oh, yeah, 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 that, that, that stuff. But the Ted fucking Ferguson, never. No. <laughs> not while I'm here. Not in my backyard. The only thing more absurd was if he got mad that he wasn't invited. <laughs> no. <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, wants to sleep with Billy. <laughs> everybody wants to sleep with Billy. Uh, so dad finds the microphone and realizes and puts the pieces together that it's Blanchard. He's like looking at the earring that she has. She finds the thing, pulls it off, and he's like, oh, you know, that that David boy was kind of a computer whiz or electronics whiz. Electronics engineer, yeah. I think we have a problem. Mm. And so uh, we cut back to him playing the tape, blah, blah, blah. He grabs the tape out of the deck and then just runs. And it, all we know is that he somehow runs or drives to his psychiatrist. He drives a hoops Jeep. <laughs> that sweet Jeep. It is a sweet Jeep. never has dirty tires. No, I love that about it. It's crystal clean all Every the time. Every single time you see it, those tires are like brand new. I wonder if they borrowed that from a dealership and it just went back on the lot every day after shooting. Probably. <laughs> so he brings the tape to the psychiatrist and he's like, you need to listen to this. And he's like, I, I don't I don't have time to listen to it right now. Why don't you just hand me this only copy of the evidence that you have and trust me that I'm not part of this criminal conspiracy? And, uh, and this he's like, part, okay, sure, I'll do that. This part bothers me because we've already learned that David is paranoid super paranoid he's gonna give up the only evidence he has of this weird shit absolutely not i like it is totally against character and makes no sense why he would hand that but over. then later on he does call blanchard and he's like i need another copy of that tape like, <laughs> yeah but blanchard never says like he never says i've that. got a bunch of copies right um that's a pretty big assumption it was a big assumption and also there was a really great boom shadow in this um, <laughs> so while he's talking to them they get in really close and then the boom shadow comes down right next to him on the door uh <laughs> ah, boom shadow one of my favorite cat stevens songs oh <laughs> so um <clears throat> he's at school i think at this point and he starts talking to his girlfriend so a uh, billy sorry Billy's talking to his girlfriend and he's like, I've got to talk to you about something. This is really important. And she's like, is it about getting invited to Ted Ferguson's party? <laughs> she has and, such a one track mind. No, it's about a vast criminal conspiracy involving all of the elites of the. Fuck that. Don't no, care. No, Ted no. Ferguson, please. <laughs> what about Ted Ferguson's <laughs> party? You don't care about me at all. You're just shallow and don't even want to hear about Ted Ferguson's party. I think we should see other people. She says. <laughs> Which makes her behavior later very confusing. Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, so she breaks up with him for, from what I could see. 
she doesn't even go to Ted Ferguson's party. Nope. Like, well, no, because let's let's, let's just be semi-sexist. But you're a girl. Like, it's probably a lot easier for you to go to Ted Ferguson and get your damn invite to go right. to his she party, could, especially if she was single. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm a hot chick and I'm single. Can I go to your party? Yeah, but mm, but yeah. she did not. She did not. So, <laughs> they. <laughs> And we also find the shrunken head in his locker at this yeah. part, too, which is dumb. It's like, dumb. Uh, so the psychiatrist back there, he goes in to listen to the tape, which, why didn't he just bring it with him to listen to it there instead of just handing it over? But whatever. <laughs> of course, the psychiatrist has a doctored version of it and continues to gaslight him and is like, which I was kind of impressed by the effort. Um, so I would have, it would have been so much easier for the doc- doctor to be like, "There's nothing on this tape." It was completely blank. Yeah, that would be fine. That's but what I thought was going to happen would have made the most sense. And that, what do you think, Kevin? Do you think the doctor was just like, "Hey, uh, can you guys come down to my recording we studio? Got, we need to uh, <laughs> got to do a session." I mean, that's obviously exactly what happened, and it points to the other confusing part of this fucking movie, which is that. I don't know why they're doing this to him. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's a reason and I wish that they had said that there was, there's like any kind of drop of dialogue. That's like they, they came so close to it because they were like, Oh, you did such a good job. They raised him in their own home. Yeah. They mentioned that a lot. It was like, okay, you're getting towards something where you're saying now nurtured in their own home. Right. So now, because he's been so betrayed, his betrayal, the sense of whatever will be so sweet or the, the sadness or whatever they're feeding on. If you could explain why it's better, why More a hobo just, wouldn't have done just as well yeah. instead of wasting 20, 20 years, years of raising somebody. And then before you shunt him, put him through put hell, him through and, hell confusion. and have hundreds of actors having to portray things oh, yeah. for, like going way out of their way to do all this nonsense, like setting up a fake car accident, two fake car accidents. Why? What is better about that than the rest of it? Uh, I don't, okay. So that is never going to be it's answered. It's true though. And I just want them to say something about that. And I mean, if they're going to fuck with Blanchard at the end too, why did they even fuck with the making a fake body and the van? Why don't they just take the van and oh, Blanchard's missing. You made make, make a fake body, nothing. Just exactly. Oh, we reported it to the police. Yeah, we haven't heard anything. It's Nobody, so no much it's work. So much work. So much work. Um, I, I mean, there are ways you could address this. That this is a festival. That this is a celebration, and that this is all part of the the theater. Is all part of it, and that this kind of set dressing, and that. You know, you do all they of these do things. They do mention later on that it's yeah. entertaining. It They're is. Like, and very entertaining. Like, right. Regarding this, like. Oh, I just <clears> wish that But how fucking more. entertaining really is it when you don't even have a TV to watch it on? Like, <laughs> it's like you're putting this guy through shit, but it's just like. <clears throat> it'd be like watching. Uh, what's the analogy? Like, what if you were watching a basketball game and like. But there was on two courts, and you could only see right. one. So they're playing the game. They score a basket. Then they go to the next court, and you're just sitting there watching nothing. And even that's even entertaining. more than that, it's more like there are 150 courts, and so you get to see one time that they go to the basket, mm-hmm. and then they're gone for yeah. like the rest of the week. Like every one of these people has like a short-term interaction with him. Yep. And and then their their part is done. And did they kill that kid? 
How come he's back? Was that a fake body? What the fuck happened with the... the... Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. And so he drops another another line that's another one of these like societal control things where he's like, if you don't follow the rules, bad things happen. So his psychiatrist is like setting up this pseudo-fascist kind of philosophy that... And that writes him on. a script too. Drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, take drugs. I hate giving you drugs. I hate giving you drugs, <laughs> which he says again later. Uh, <clears throat> so Billy leaves the psychiatrist and instantly sees the the crashed van. He sees Blanchard's mm-hmm. van crashed. Ambulance is taking away a bloody corpse. With the ear personalized license plate. That <laughs> yes. Uh, he goes up and starts rifling through shit in the van. And the cops are like... Dude, it's in a yard sale, buddy. This is in a yard sale. Come on. Hey, you know, get it's a good line. And so he kicks him out and Billy goes home and his family hands him a telegram. Totally normal. <laughs> saying that he's invited to Ted Ferguson's. Thank fucking God. Ted Ferguson's he made party. it. Oh, my God. You should call Shauna. <laughs> She'd probably get back together with you now because you got that invite. Mm hmm. And that's pretty much all she was in it for. Um, they pretty much ignore David's death. So they don't give a shit right, because they, they know because they, they know he's not dead yeah. firstly, but uh they're just like, "Oh, can we not talk about it? That's just gross." Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, open your telegram. You got invited to the party. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. There's a telegram. Uh so later at Ferguson's party, he sees the hot lady from before and they kind of have a weird little connection. He follows her into the VIP tent where <laughs> Which Ted looks like a, Ferguson looks... himself is there in such a pimp robe. <laughs> yeah. I love the VIP tent too. It looks like just construction, uh, like rain blocking shit <laughs> yeah. over scaffolding at this Richie super house. Yeah. Like it's not like a nice cabana beach house that, yeah. that Ted's hanging in. It's, I will tell you from putting on conventions, that shit's fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he must be rich because it's like two grand to set up one of those dumb tents. That's why you should have told you to build the Cabana Beach House. That's Reuse it every year after year. (laughs) Uh, And so he basically comes up to Ted. So everybody's been playing ball in this masquerade so far. Everybody's been totally like, we're just going to fuck with this guy and gaslight him and make him crazy. And he comes up to Ted and he's like, Ted, you're a dick. What's going on? And he's like, well, I did all these things and I killed your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, dude. Did you not read the script? Why are you giving this all yeah. away? <laughs> so, but I guess that was his part in the whole thing. So, um, uh, yeah. Oh, what is it? You make waves, Whitney. You're going to drown. And then he throws him in the <laughs> pool. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, you know what? We forgot to mention um, Clarissa's mom on the beach earlier during the sunblock scene. Oh, my God. Yes. That was very important. Yeah. It so, is actually. Well, we don't, know that, we don't know that this is Clarissa's mom yet, but yep. uh, but basically he, when when he's getting up at first, he runs into this gigantic woman. With who, a weird expression with and crazy face makeup. Crazy hair, crazy makeup, and like a crazy expression on her face. Like complete looks like she looks like Lucille Ball and Tor Johnson squished together into a single person. Um, Like absolutely crazy looking. She looks like one of the glow wrestlers. And I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I was almost positive she was one, but I couldn't find her anywhere. Mm -hmm. She was in Police Academy, too. Yeah, she was in four movies. Yeah. And she she died very early. Hmm. 
but I don't know who she like. I, can it ra- it, it, I had to look it up because it rang such a bell for me too. I was like, "Where have I seen her before?" But none of the other movies. I swear clicked. to God, she's one of the glow wrestlers. Okay, I like. It, she just rings a bell, but I, I can't prove that from anything I saw. Um, but either way, she is crazy looking. She's awesome. Um, but this is also the first time that Clarissa has kind of broken. Um, because Clarissa's part of society, part of the cool clique. Yes. But she is not about doing the... She's about helping. Yes, she is. This Billy. is this is a totally typical trope, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the... There's there's a t- an archetypal character that's always in these kind of things, the breaking with, with the cult character. There's always one person who's like the one that doesn't go along with, you know, the Empire yeah. or whatever else. Like, they're... They're like that but character. I think that Clarissa's fall. mother may factor into this, but we'll get there. Absolutely, and I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, got some theories. Okay, so Clarissa brings him back to her house, and even though he now has absolute proof of all this insane conspiracy, a murder conspiracy, the fact that his parents and sister are involved in a ridiculous, incestuous, horrifying relationship that is clearly cult-like in some manner he's still dtf he's still like oh yeah she's really attractive (laughs) billy bones i mean i guess again teenager you know yeah what are you gonna do Uh, so they have sex and she gets really bendy (laughs) yes in it uh so yeah we've already seen one body morphing part in the shower there and this is kind of another one of those where he's making out then all of a sudden he sees an arm where it's kind of impossible to be an arm there it looks great yeah an arm just kind of reaches over and taps him on the shoulder in the wrong direction (laughs) and he yeah he freaks out and then he falls on the floor and sees her legs are kind of looks up and her legs are pointing the wrong way and again with the gaslighting where he's like he sees that and then he's like and then looks again and she's normal Mm -hmm. so just as just like his sister where he saw it and then it stopped it's like, is he crazy? It's also kind of weird, mm. though, because at the end, during the shunting, you see some of them get up from the morphed form, and yep. they're all, like, shaking it off. And But when they do it, like, in this time, it's just, like, instant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they were really, really shunted. They were super <laughs> fucked up when that happened. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't just, like, bendy spine. This yeah. was, like, they were just piles of goo. Mm. So... <clears throat> Um, he, let's see. Yeah. What happens after this? She makes him. T- oh my God. Okay. Here's the next line that makes no fucking you sense. You can have this one. Oh, you sure? You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give it to uh, So, uh, what do you want in your tea? Milk, cream, or, uh, should I just pee in it? <laughs> she delivers this line with a straight face. Fuck me. What, what is that? And he's like, you're real classy. Was that supposed to just mean that she's, like, super freaky? Yeah. I, I mean, that's not... That goes beyond freaky. That's just, like, yeah. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like... You don't want any TP? TP? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that line, I don't know. It's just like the president one. It makes no sense. Yeah, it just feels... Like, who wrote this? And once you, like, shot it and watched it, why did you leave it there? Did you think that? <laughs> did you think it worked? Yeah. And it does work. And, and it works. 
Again, the movie again, is so again, surreal. Again, the movie is so surreal that I wonder if these lines are purposefully just to give the viewer could be a kind of awkward feeling because yeah. it catches you off guard. It absolutely, and that you know what I mean. That's it's it. like the beginning of the game. That line about the president's delivered just as like, man, you shoot hoops so good. You're a perfect person, man. You always hit the hit the basket. It's like, man, you're a perfect person. One day you'll assassinate the president. Wait, 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 wait what? <laughs> what do you like in your in your tea? Cream, sugar, or should I just pee in it? Cream, sugar, human urine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> they start frisking, uh, getting on it again. Yes, and then, oh well, yeah, they're starting to make out, and then Billy's girlfriend pulls up. Oh, that's right. With with her girlfriend, who has who has said that he's you know she saw the two of them together, and uh, and does, she's does, freaking out, even though she clearly broke up with him. Does it? Does this whole scene even have a point? Does, 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 is there any payoff from this? I he doesn't even get back together with her at the end. He does. Like, why is she still here? It wraps up her story because it is important that she, if she just disappeared after that, after they broke up. Yep. It would seem weird, but the fact that she has a moment of like throwing her ring at him afterwards and is like, mm. "We're done," and like drives off, so then we don't have to worry about her character anymore. Yep. It seems kind of important. So and her and her friend why. are watching them in the window. And, and then it they, also it also leads to this this fake out of like a, a scare. Oh yeah, with the mom. Yeah. Yep. So she says, Oh my god, who's that? We should get out of we here. We should get out of here. And that's where we find the woman from the beach, the very large woman that we failed to mention earlier. And that turns out to be Clarissa's mom, who is holding a big clump of hair <laughs> in her hands. And we learn that her mom is this giant mute that goes out at night on foot and apparently rips people's hair off and tries to eat hair. And eats it. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of questions here. We never see Clarissa's dad. Uh, we're 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 set to we're set to figure that she just lives with her mother. Yep. But this is super posh Beverly Hills. Yes. And this is a mute crazy person. She <sighs> has to be one of them. She has to be one of them. And I wonder if she's like an excommunicated one or like a uh, like an injury made her. Yeah, something brain happened dead. To now her. she's like right. out of the thing. Because later on, they're eating hair, too. They make that same, like, she coughs up a hairball when she injured. Yeah. And later on, the judge does the same thing. Same tiny little hairball thing. So it makes me think that she is one of the, the eaters, or was. Yeah. Or be like, I just wonder what the hell happened to her. Yeah, uh, we don't get any of that information. She's, like, not, involved. So She's not involved in the in the plan, either. And I think like some uh, Milo sneaks her no, in. Yeah, yeah. So she's not even invited to the shunt, shunt party. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think this is all part of making it And you more can surreal. tell by the shunt party that it is not a beauty contest. It is not a beauty contest. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> they are totally okay with weirdos. That is totally all right. Uh, yeah. So after this, Bill gets all dressed up for the funeral. He's going to... <laughs> and this is... This is where it gets really weird with the pranks. Because it's like he's... His friend has to know because his friend is going to the same funeral that he is. So his friend has put this blow-up doll in his Jeep. I never even thought that was before the and funeral. And that was, like, before they're headed to their friend's funeral. <laughs> it's like, i got to make sure that I blow up the doll, jam the other doll in its mouth, write Clarissa on it. <laughs> and then, and this leads to a funny coincidence where his girlfriend comes to, she comes to break up with him. And yell at him, and he's like, "No, it wasn't even like that." And pulls out a doll that says "Clarissa," <laughs> blow up doll with a Clarissa. sex doll. Yeah. yeah, like, 
who in their right mind would assume it was actually his? Like <sighs> me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So usually I just keep my sex doll with my crush's <laughs> name on masking tape across the chest in the front seat of my open top Jeep. Yeah. Every in my parents' driveway. <laughs> Every oh, come time, on, that's a joke planted. Every time he has sex with a woman, he gets a blow-up doll with their name across it in masking tape. His closet is full of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, boy. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, so I guess that does wrap up Shauna's story. And she, yeah. she kind of vanishes from and the whole movie here, right? after yep. this point. Um, and so I would she like to... She off to write a song. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to quickly talk about her, by the way, because I think she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did a little bit of reading up on her. I don't have... I didn't write down a ton of facts about her, but what I would like to say is that she is a very talented actress. So, I mean, as we know from actually watching this, she's great in these movies, but she's also won awards as a stage actress. She has a BA in acting from a, a California theater place. Um, she's an amazing, like she does all sorts of charity work. <laughs> she was given all sorts of, she's been given awards for her charity and all these other things that she does. She's super cool. Like, I think she's amazing. I actually followed her on Instagram today because I was oh, really? like, I want to know more about this lady. And she's like, just out there writing. It's and odd she doesn't act more, though. I think she, I, she, I was looking her up too. She only has like 16 credits, I think. And what's crazy and is. So only three of them are horror movies, right? And the reason is because she stopped acting because she was like, I have this idea for, for these kinds of games that people would play at parties that are like card games that would be kind of icebreakers for parties, which are now huge, huge concepts like Cards Against Humanity and all those things. Exploding kittens. Yeah, she started that in the 90s. She started that idea of doing these kinds of things, sold this company with 36 games that she had created Mm -hmm. to a giant company, retired with a ton of money from this thing that she'd sold off. Really? A lot of the money that she made off those games, she gave to charity. She did them, like, specifically to give to, like, different charities. Like, Gloria Steinem gave her an award for her (laughs) charitable... Like, she is fucking fascinating. And so she she sold that company, and then she was like, I want to go back into writing. So she's written, like, a Netflix series, and there's all sorts of other stuff she's doing. She now acts again. Crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) I love it. Um, I love it when these, like, genre people do really, like, super crazy cool things afterwards instead of just, like, becoming sad drug addicts or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, It would be nice to see her come back, though. It would be. Fucking yeah. A. Absolutely. Um, so, anyway, I just wanted to say I like that lady. Um, anyway, so, again... Oh, my God. So, he finds this fucking blow-up doll in the, in the Jeep. And then, of course... He drags it into his parents' room. <laughs> so he goes to confront his parents because he assumes that his parents put it in his... Why would you assume Why that? Why in the hell would you assume that? So he does that. Why would your parents even know that you were with her last night or anything to get those they would names have right? No idea. But he does do that. <laughs> and he goes into the parents' bedroom and, and the... His sister is in a negligee, and dad's giving her a creepy massage. In his boxers. So, we got our fucking grodiness quotient filling up pretty quickly. Um, and uh, and they're like, they're grossed out by the blow-up doll. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what <laughs> makes like, the joke. I think that's why the, the blow-up oh, doll's in there. They're, right. taking the, they're taking the moral high ground yeah. on the blow-up doll, which I think is funny. Uh, and then... 
And then the big foreshadowing line is, fuck you, butthead. Yep. He says to his dad. More butt stuff coming. More butt stuff coming up. A lot more. And meanwhile, at the synagogue, uh, Blanchard is having a funeral. So Bill shows up uh, and his friend Milo. Yeah, Milo. Milo. Yep. Uh, Bill and Milo are both there. And Milo is like, it doesn't look right. He doesn't look like himself. And then pokes his face and his finger goes through his cheek. And he's like, they must have had to do a bunch of reconstructive stuff to him. Again, why wouldn't you just make Blanchard go missing? <laughs> okay. I mean, that obviously that's the big one. A secondary one is, why would you make him out of something that's like basically eggshell so he falls oh, yeah. apart? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just make him out of something harder? Well, because who's pressing people's faces with their fingers at funerals? You're not going to think that. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, you're rolling him around, you're moving the coffin around. Why not just... <laughs> Instead of being like, I'm going to make sure that it's like the tiniest eggshell so that a single (laughs) finger could just destroy his whole face. I don't know. Whatever. It happens. It It looks cool. It looks cool. Anyway. Okay. I think a lot of this movie is it looks cool. That's the answer. It is. They're just like, fuck a reason that it looks cool. And outside of the, the concept of this podcast of trying to make sense of these movies, I am all for that. I mean, there is... There is a lot of this movie that obviously we're trying to find why things work, but it's also it does work because it's fucking crazy Yep. because the movie itself is surreal. It brings enough style over substance and it brings enough surrealness and absurdity that it works. And there's so much of it that is that is intended to fuck with you like and And it's got such a weird tone because some things are like it's got that serious like uh, invasion of the body snatchers paranoia going on to it it's shot extremely well it's got the tension it's got the the mystery and the the paranoia aspect yep but then it's just got ridiculous blow up dolls and and weird ass one liners and yeah (laughs) and things that come out of nowhere like the hair eating mom where it's just like oh okay I guess you're eating some hair yeah they're just like we're just gonna put a little bit of surf too into this yeah. movie like <laughs> we've but got no Deason damn it this movie it is quite frankly shocking that Eddie Deason is not in this um, <clears throat> oh hi am I late for the shunting <laughs> <laughs> get out of here we don't thought, want to shunt with I, you <laughs> I thought we misplaced his telegram on purpose <laughs> Uh, so uh, so Petrie, our, our nerdy kid who is running for class president needs to talk to Bill about society so he sets up an appointment to talk to him after dark, in the woods. <laughs> so stupid. It's really like... Why don't you just be like, come get coffee with me right now? Right. Uh, At a brightly lit coffee shop. In again, town. we're talking about a guy who is extremely paranoid. And he responds to the invitation to meet the enemy in the woods at After night. dark. With... <laughs> Duh, okay. <laughs> Why the fuck not? Uh, the answer is because they're probably going to kill you, but whatever. So he goes He goes so to meet him. What's the whole point Why? of this whole Why? everything? Why? Okay, Why? you're on my Why? page. Why? Okay. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so they lure him to this park, and then, what, is it Ted Ferguson in the ski mask? He does... I'm trying to remember this. Like, I don't know. He, he just like makes he was, him. Chase I thought he was in blackface. No, it was like okay. a ski mask, and he Good. just does what? Like makes him chase him through the woods until they find Petrie's car, and you yeah. see Petrie dead. Mm. So he's like, "Ah, oh, spooked!" And then he runs to Clarissa's house. So he goes down. He sees the car. That's that's the first thing is that he sees the car, 
And then he's like, okay, um, now we're going to like examine this, I guess. And then, but yeah, but he chases after, uh, what's his nuts for a while in the most unthrilling chase sequence. Yeah, because he sees the sweater. I don't even remember whose sweater it was. It's, uh, it's, uh, Ferguson's. That's right. He sees the sweater. Then all of a sudden, Ted Ferguson runs and kicks him or something and grabs the sweater and runs into the woods and he chases him after the sweater forever until Ugh. he ends up at Clarissa's house. She and explains it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, yeah, this, this whole like five, ten minutes is just dumb, kind of. It, I mean, it really is. It's, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny as far as like what would make any sense. Again, unless they had added in something, unless there was some line saying we need to drive him insane. We need to. Yeah. Once he is once he's reached this certain state of paranoia, once we've broken him once like. But again, it's more it's more paranoia building because in the end, they're going to take away the car with Petrie in it, replace it with a completely different car with no dead Petrie, no blood. So he can be like. But it was right here. Yeah. And look crazy. But why are they making him crazy? They unless for this entertainment, if unless somebody's loving this scene on basketball court 76 right now. Right. But, and that's that's got to be it. It's got to be just uh, I mean, maybe they're all of a hive mind and they're all seeing everything oh, that's going on. And so if that sure it, we're sure making a lot of assumptions again, here. Again, but <laughs> I'm I'm literally just trying to say But they do hide This is the, how you could fix it. Yeah. <laughs> but they do kind of gel in the in the end, so they it do. is very possible they do have that hive. Yeah, but ah, that's that's adding tele. Uh, yeah, it's it's adding telepowers into the mix instead yeah. of like just goop goop powers. <laughs> My one power is that I'm very slimy. <laughs> goop power activate. <laughs> like the Wonder Twins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Form of rich shunters. Yeah. Okay, so he does all that stuff. There's a fake car there. The cops don't believe him, and then they send him off. Um, for goes, no reason. He sees the corpse of the kid who invited him there. He sees his neck gouting blood. Um, his friend followed him. Yes, Milo. Milo followed him and was watching all of this happen and saw the cars come out and saw them pull the corpse out. He follows him back home. Oh, Milo also gets a passenger at this point. Um, the oh, mom. no, that's, that's later. Oh, that's later. That's later. Oh, okay. So this is the next day when they go. And again, this is just to fuck with him. This is just because this is amusing to them. And God damn it. I guess that's it. I guess this whole thing is just. They're just sadistic. They're just sadistic. And they want it. They, they find all of this very funny. And this is how they get their kicks. Again, pointing to the rich people. Rich thing. Yeah. And the cop even says that. Like, uh, is it this board being rich? Is it this board? Yeah. Maybe that answers our question. It yeah. could be. Uh, and so so the, uh, so the he goes to the next debate for the school. Oh, the, that's the class right. president thing. He shows up and he's like, everybody, this guy's dead. And I know that I saw him die. And there's an entire society of people who murder people just to get their ends. And blah, 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 blah. He goes through this whole thing. And then the, the whole school starts laughing in the like, and because Petrie shows up, Petrie shows up behind him. And he's, he's like, like hey, hi, guys. I had car Sorry, trouble. I had car trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little joke just for the guy we're fucking with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I didn't even get that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, why? 
<laughs> okay, so Milo comes to him the next day, and he's like, or or right after the debate, and he's like, "Listen, I just got to tell you, I'm the one that did all of these things. I played all the pranks <laughs> on you." And so Billy freaks Billy out. Billy freaks out because I think he kind of starts thinking that he'd played all the pranks on him. Yeah, or it's like, shit, dude, that's the last thing I need is these stupid right. things going on with everything else. Right. Uh, but Milo also says that he followed him. Like, are we to understand that Milo was in a car, followed him all the way through that whole woods chase and everything, got back in the car, saw everything with everything else afterwards? It's a big, uh, that whole scene's messy that's it's it's a lot to expect but uh but he says that he did all of he did see all of this stuff um and uh and he put the dolls in the car blah 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 but he also saw the corpse being removed so he knows that this conspiracy thing is happening and that billy's not crazy yep but he, yeah that's right he also mentions that, that he saw petrie's body coming out in a blanket yes but if they were... But if he wasn't really dead... Why were they... Who were they faking it for? <laughs> uh, there's another... This is another even, thing. Even, even if Billy saw the blanket, they switched the car out at the end. So he never... In, in, another, in another scene that they could have just quickly shown, if they had just had them behind the scenes, all of these... All of the society people were somewhere, and someone was doing something like... Uh, who knows they were working on a car or something or they were walking past something and like their throat got slit or their head got chopped off and they just stuck it back on something where we knew that they were practically immortal to to things like this where he could just slit his own throat and bleed out and it didn't hurt him we would go oh he just did that as like ah look at me i'm just doing a thing this is just kind of a shtick that i do like ah it's a party yeah, trick. Yeah, the, the, the Milo C and Petrie in the blanket part made no sense to me. No, I I agree. Uh, there is an unedited version of this in the European market that might answer some questions. Seriously? Yeah, from what I hear. Or at least from what Wikipedia says, that there's an unedited European version. Huh. I didn't mm. see anything about that. So, I thought I this know. was the only one cut and done kind of dealy. Well, maybe I was drunk and I imagined it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it said. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so what happens here? Where are we? Oh, uh, Milo and Billy go back to Billy's house. Uh, Billy goes in, Milo stays in the car, and then an ambulance backs up to the, Ma- to Milo, the house. Milo's keeping his distance, spying on the house. Yep. Paramedics come in, grab Billy, drug him. Milo watches the whole thing happens, happening and follows them to the hospital. And then gets his passenger. Yeah. Does she get in the car yet? She gets in the car right here. <laughs> okay, this is kind of cool. Basically, she's grabbing his hair and she's like, and he's like, no. No hair. You know what? his mom just you being stay a weirdo with me. in the backseat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he takes her with her on all the adventures from here on out. Uh, and this is another one of those things where the movie just gets... It, like almost spoof comedy it's ridiculous it's, it's silly I, I mean for something as grotesque and insane as this movie it is it just very keeps dropping silly in, in it peppers in these funny parts yeah uh and so <sighs> again this, this whole thing again is just why so, so billy's put into a, an ambulance ambulance goes to the hospital puts him in a hospital bed like well uh okay this does make sense Nope. This actually makes perfect sense. What happens here, apparently the ruling class is smaller than this than all of Beverly Hills. 
which is now making sense to me. Like the people who work at the hospital are obviously not part of the ruling class. So what has to happen here is the ambulance takes him. They work with these, the society people. They declare him dead. That's why each of these things happened is so that they can write up a death certificate so that there are no questions asked about him later on. So as of, as of then he's officially dead. That's right. So they bring him in. They keep him sedated, fill out a a death certificate, say he's down in the morgue. They Mm -hmm. roll a body down to the morgue. There are no more questions about this kid. He's now officially dead. So whatever they do to him is like off the books. Ah, so that's why they do that. They and they leave his that explains this whole hospital scene. And they drug him up with something that leaves him susceptible to insane ideas. Which, Which explains the strange behavior when he gets back outside. Because he's like, nah, they just couldn't handle me, brah. They're, I was just too much for them. They couldn't. <laughs> Nobody stops, what, Willie, Billy the Wonder Kid or something. Yeah. Oh, wait, why'd they bring his Jeep there? They brought his Jeep so that he could drive back. But he's... No, they they brought his Jeep there. But, but man, that seems like they're, they're leaving themselves open for witnesses. Like, they just, they just covered him up, made it the perfect, like, he's dead, he's at the morgue. Like, sneaking back behind... Why, doors. It they, seems they let him like, drive back his open top Jeep where anybody could see him. I agree. That, after he was supposed to be dead. That yeah. part is crazy. Okay, you've you've you made the hospital sense scene make sense, and but then, then you and then we've just ruined it. Right, exactly. It would make so much more sense to put a fucking sheet over him while he's still drugged, put him back in the ambulance, and then drive it back to the house. Yep, just have an ambu- ambulance guy being like, oh yeah, patient transfer. Yep. Walk but through it, the hallway. Secretary just like, yep. But again, it's all part of this game. They have to, like, they're having fun making things happen. Mm -hmm. So there is that. There's this idea. It's sort of an Illuminati kind of thing on a, on like a microcosm level where it's like, instead of just like making all of the world events happen in their spare time when they're not, you know, running world banks and all of this, (laughs) they're like, also I like to fuck with one dude at a time and make him do exactly (laughs) what we want him to do. And so they set up things that are like, Oh, it could go wrong, but we know him so well that we've made it. So he's going to do exactly what we want. It seems to me like one or two of these shunters would want to do that, but not all. Hundreds. Yeah, I mean, but again, what if they what if they are a hive Heidi. minded? It's yep. just it's just one of them thinking. I mean, it wouldn't explain how why she went rogue, why Clarissa went rogue. But again, I think she went rogue because something happened to her mom. And yes. she's not. She has no shunt loyalty anymore. I think that's probably true. Um, We're never told that. No, no. So Billy goes to Clarissa's house after this. Like he's drugged up. And then drives his his Jeep to Clarissa's house. The mm-hmm. only person who's ever shown any any type of caring or it's like, the drugs. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. He does beat the crap out of her. Well, sort of. Yeah, that was not a nice scene. Yeah, it was like really like the if you're trying to make him somebody that we relate to. Yeah, I mean, I maybe, love it when my hero slaps a girl around. A bunch especially. Before, uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Really? Not. No. Not cool. Uh, so he does that and then, uh, they go, this is Milo keeps following him the whole time too, but he keeps on driving away from him just having him catch up. And apparently Milo always does. He does. Instead of just sharing a ride. Well, thank God. Ride share. It works. It works out to their advantage. So just like the dream from the opening, uh, cars start arriving, lights go on, party starts and 
they and he's like, "Oh no, oh, I'm what? here." That's a that's a pretty crazy scene, though. Yeah, it is. just like in the beginning where he's sneaking through the dark house. We hear the weird sounds, and then eventually, when the lights go on, the house is filled with a hundred yeah. richers in suits. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a big uh, dog yeah. net pole. Yeah, whatever that thing is. Thing. Yeah, the what control. Is that called? It, uh, they call it a control pole or a something like that. But yeah, it's uh, put you, around his. You neck. have one. You use on shoplifters. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the chokey stick. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's the cop from before that didn't believe him any time, and he's mm. like, "Ha ha! Guess what? I was in on it. <laughs> I'm too. in on this." And so. So everyone, the the judge and the psychiatrist are like, congratulations to all of you on great performances. We've done, we've all played your roles so very well. And it's, I mean, again, it's just, this is just how they get their kicks. It works because, again, it works because the movie's so surreal, but it doesn't because it's just too absurd to ever be practical. Right. Um, this is where... It's still super enjoyable. Yeah. He and uh, so the I think it's the I think it's the judge has him down on the ground. He's like talking in his face and he's like, you've almost figured it out, haven't you, stupid? You know, he's like, like kind of talking down to him. He's like, you're never going to be like us. You were never one of us. You got to be born one of us. Yeah. He's like, you're a different species, a different race, a different class, <laughs> <laughs> which was the worst of all. And so. Uh, he calls them alien scum. He's like, we've been here longer than you have. We're not aliens. We've been here forever. It's yeah. a matter of good breeding, he says. Uh, Clarissa arrives in her hot car, and, uh, and now they lead Billy into the living room, and the ambulance delivers another guy at the end of a control pole uh, with a thing over his head. Turns out it's Blanchard. It's Blanchard. And they'd faked his death. In the most non-surprising reveal. <laughs> right. I mean, who else could it possibly have been? Um, and so now we we see Then, the, but what happens to Blanchard's <laughs> surprising. And then we see the shunting. Uh, yeah, if you want no spoilers, tune out now. I don't know why you listened for the I past mean, two hours. If you did. <laughs> I, I don't know how we could describe what's going on in a way that you would get the visceral, disgusting experience yeah. of watching this thing. Um, and so now we come to the biggest question here. I know we're we're running quite late anyway, but it's still, I need to I need this answered. What the fuck is shunting? Shunting is when everybody takes off their clothes <laughs> and melds their body together while sucking the life force out of somebody from the lower class. Okay. Um, and again, I brought this up before too. So I mean, it's it's. But here's the thing. Yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know if that's technically correct. I mean, I think that we did unpack all of that. And I think that is, it's fairly clear that they're getting some sort of nutrient or life force or energy or whatever from a lower class person. Sure. And I think that they may have fucked with David too. I think he may have had some of this nonsense going on too, because that's how he found out this stuff. And all of these things could have been part of their grand machination. However, is now I need even more specifics. Okay. Is the shunting when they get all melty and they start sucking? Because it seemed like they were like, he was all melty and everybody had like their mouths on him and they were like all melded together. And then he was like, prepare to be shunted and then jammed his fist up his ass. 
I don't think the butt stuff is the shunting. Okay. I think the shunting is the, the just, grand orgy night. Okay. Uh, as I was saying earlier, like, I didn't know if it was sun, 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 moon based, like, <laughs> where the, okay, this planet's in the cycle yeah. now, we all got to get together, and, and also... That wouldn't surprise me. I bet it is something like that. Also, when they're, um, his parents are undressing, they start the shunting first on Blanchard there, right? Or is it... His, either way, his parents start getting their yeah. clothes off, ready for the shunt there, yep. as do a lot of people. And there's maids that come around and yep. collect their... Yeah. Now, if they're the high, super ruling class, do you think those maids are shunters too? No. Or do you think those are paid help? Like, And can you imagine keeping your mouth shut about what you see? And can you imagine <laughs> cleaning up their house after this? Just remember, Michael Jackson had people that cleaned up his house. <laughs> Sorry to bring it down, but guys, their living room was like <laughs> goopier than the television pool. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, definitely. There's a lot of squeegee action going on in in that household. I wonder if they just replace the furniture after every shunt. Like, I can't imagine. I would hope that they just burn that room <laughs> and then just replace everything. <laughs> they just have kind of like fireproof sides, and they just. You know what, guys? We're just gonna burn this one out <laughs> and yeah. replace everything afterwards. They're rich; they can do it. Okay, so we've kind of figured this out. They are kind of eating them. Uh, they have the line about the rich have always sucked off low class shit like you. Blah blah blah. Um, but then his parents and their sister—they run off for their own little orgy yeah. bash. Yeah, like which but, is odd. Yeah, that's that's just for these jokes. That's just for like for the effects gotcha. and the jokes. Um, Milo uh, is out sneaking around and he gets caught by a cop with Clarissa's with mom. Clarissa's That's mom. his date. And he he basically sicks Clarissa's mom on the cop <laughs> by saying hair hair <laughs> <laughs> and she goes after Again, him. movie just goes from straight surreal horror to naked gun. Yeah. And so she tries to eat his hair, but it's a toupee. <laughs> but she's already knocked him unconscious, and he has stolen And that all of is his the wimpiest cop, too, because Milo himself, who's a twerp, pulls that cop yeah. down, and that cop doesn't even reach for his gun at all. Nope. And then just gets crushed by hair mom. Yeah. I mean, he would probably get in huge trouble for interrupting the shunt by firing a gun. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be bad news. You don't want to be that guy. Um, so he's got the uniform and now we're back in the, uh, we're back with the judge who has now, who's going and reaching through David's body. The, we get the point when we find out that they're actually pulling things from their, their body. They're, they're melding mm-hmm. their flesh into their own because he winds up with David's beauty mark. So many questions. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. Um, uh, Right here, Billy breaks free and runs off to his parents' room to to witness their little sub-shunt that's going on there. Uh, and you're right. I think the sub-shunt is just for... And don't forget to mention the um, the doctor there who grows the, the, uh, the glass cow smile there at the end, running yeah. around looking like Joker. Yep. Um, cracking, some, <laughs> some, cracking some really good one-liners. And then, and then a, like, you know, $10,000 effect just for one joke, basically, where he's like... Oh, let me give you a hand. And then he turns into a giant hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's a, we got some beautiful screaming Mad George stuff out yes. of this. Like one of my favorite people in the world. 
uh, Screaming Mad George, brilliant effects guy. Who's kind of disappeared. Um, no. no. He has started doing fine art, and it is phenomenal. Oh. I follow him on Instagram as well. But disappeared from doing shit like this. Yeah, he's in Japan. He's back in Japan. Okay. Much, like, full time. He, I gotcha. think he left L.A., like, yep. not doing films anymore. And, like, he's doing gallery shows and selling his work for gajillions of dollars. He does, like... Uh, like really strange anime inspired sculptures that are as gross and bizarre as you would expect them to be. Gotcha. But they're Neat. fucking pretty. Uh, buy check, more shirts so we check, can buy one. Yeah, check him out on Instagram. We'll Absolutely, do. you can find. Is him it just at, under Screaming Mad? I think he's just Screaming Mad. Or is George. he a fine art name? I don't know. Fine no, art he's, I think he still is Screaming okay. Mad George <laughs> in in the English translation of his name. Um, <clears throat> amazing. So uh, yeah, uh, he goes in. After the psychiatrist turns into the hand, uh, <laughs> Billy's mom is in bed, squished together with the sister. She and the sister are now like some sort of upside down flesh mound with hands for legs. But and like man hands. The legs are weird and thick. Real weird. Real weird. Um, I mean, that might be the dad. Like they may have split into different parts. Oh, yeah. Because he is just, just legs. legs. Just a, he's just a butt. He's just a butt. He is a <laughs> butt head, if you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was probably the, one of the things the movie's best known for, probably, is that one stupid oh, joke. Absolutely. But yeah, the dad is just a complete butt with his face coming out of a butt. And he goes, You're right, son. I am a butt head. And I guess you're right. <laughs> and makes <laughs> fart sounds. <laughs> it's the best. That was pretty great. Uh, uh, so back in the living room, everyone's returning to their normal shape. And uh, and basically Bill says, come on, Ted, fight me man to man. You wouldn't. <laughs> Ted's like, this is going to be pathetic. And so he does it. This scene bothers me, too. Like, I just wish this fist fight thing was shorter. I mean, like, it's, after watching all this crazy shunt stuff, yeah, you just watch this very unenergetic un- 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 fist fight that's very by the numbers. Like, I mean, or, or I wish Ted did cool shunt stuff, like make his fist all right. big, like Sandman or something, like cool weird body stuff like that. But nothing I was happens. Shocked that they didn't do any bizarre body it's stuff. It's just the most boring. I mean, but but also it is like he massively dominates in that fight. Like, yeah. I mean, Ted just basically proves that there was no way that he was even going to land a punch. Oh, he's Ted Ferguson. He is. Popular boy in school. <laughs> Ted Ferguson. Have you been to his parties? They're legendary. They are, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, until. So Ted makes a huge mistake here by punching Clarissa in the face. Like he's like, screw you, Clarissa. She tries to intervene. And so he punches her and her mom's hair mom it. attacks. Hair mom goes nuts and just squashes him on the floor. And we also, we also, Ted sealed his own death, too, because in the beginning, when he had the pole around his neck uh, and Blanchard was getting uh, mm-hmm. shunted, uh, Ted made him watch. And he saw the whole yep. up, up the butthole move. The yep. secret, the secret. He saw the secret shunting butthole move. Butthole shunting yeah. move. Yeah, so he did. I mean, this, Ted yeah. sealed his own fate. He did. So as So now Ted's free now. And as he starts to, he comes over kisses Billy full on the mouth and gets the creepy duck lip thing that they all get. Yeah. And he starts getting all gooey. And as soon as he starts getting gooey, Bill remembers his, his training from the first shunting thing (laughs) and just jams his hand into his groin, (laughs) right up his butt, right up his butt, right out his mouth, popping his eyeballs out, eyeballs right out. Uh, yeah. And then pulls him fully inside out. (laughs) So if anything, 
which apparently this effect was the only thing uh, Screaming Mad wouldn't do have anything to do with this effect. Oh, really? Because he, he did the inside out, but as soon as the bugs showed up, he was like, I'm out. Somebody else do this. He was too grossed out by the pile of bugs huh? to even deal with it, which I think is funny. Um, so... And apparently that's how you kill a shunter. They, they can transform and morph, but you rip them inside out from their ass to their head and they're gone. Yeah. Uh, and they're filled with bugs. And they're, they're full of bugs. Yeah. Why? I don't know. A, they don't chew the bugs? We see them eating the slugs. I don't know. Are they made of bugs? Yeah. <laughs> this is too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just looks cool. Is yes, the it, it, it looks, does look. It incredible. looks gross and weird, and that's why they did it. But yeah, so so he's pulled inside out. Now everyone's afraid of, which boggles my brain. Like they could have obviously all overpowered him. him. Oh yeah, easily. But nobody. Like, whoa, he's a butt inside outer. Okay, oh, he back, knows. Back, back. He, he knows, knows the, the secret. Move. <laughs> my one weakness: someone jamming their whole arm into my anus. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, shit, we punchy. So yeah, we're definitely. You can tell it's about the hour and a half mark, but uh, <laughs> but now everybody's afraid, and so the three of them, uh, Bill, Milo, and Clarissa, all escape in his jeep and drive off into the sunset and roll credits. Roll credits, and I the really boating song plays. Yes. Um, and he punches his dad out too, which yes. is super anticlimactic. Which yeah. I hated that part too. Also weird because his dad was all fucked up too. What was his dad all? Yeah, fucked he's up had from? like one eye. Like yeah, shut. he had one eye shut. Maybe he wasn't put back together from the butt stuff. Shit, yeah, he was maybe. doing. I mean, when you contort your body into one giant butt just to make one joke, it takes a lot out of you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the movie has no ending or epilogue, which nope. is odd. Like nothing. They just drive. Like, what happens? Does he go tells the cops? Does does he torch the house? Like, does, yeah, we don't know. Nothing. It yeah. gives you no even inkling of like, so I find that kind of. It's too bad. I'm not too happy about that. It's it's too bad. There was um. There was you a, don't go back in the house and hear the dad be like, "All right, well, call the adoption agency tomorrow." You know well, what I mean? I mean? Like setting it up we, for like a bright breeding another one or right. What we go well, we do. We hear. I mean, the closest we get is uh, the judge saying. Looks like I've got an oh, opening right. in Washington. Which bugged me too, because that made sense when he was talking about Ted Ferguson. Yeah. But like... Well, he had filled the vacancy with Ted Ferguson, and now he has to fill it again. Yes, but he was telling the opening in Washington to some other old guy there. Oh, yeah, not like yeah. an intern that he would fill the right. vacancy with. So that so that joke kind of fell yeah. flat to me at the end. <laughs> it's, yeah. This movie is wonderful, but it is it is full of confusing plot elements. Mm-hmm. Full of confusing plot elements. And it can make you ask questions for days, or yeah. at least an hour and a half. At least an hour and a half. If you allow, if you allow <laughs> us to do that, then we will do that. Um, yeah, there is... Uh, I had a, I did talk to, to one of my friends who's in this industry, and he had written a script for a part two, so it never happened. But that was definitely a thing that was... Uh, Grady Hendrix had written a, like a spec script mm-hmm. for Brian Usna, but it never got picked up for one reason or the other, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and so we we don't know what the deal is, but uh, that's too bad because I would have loved to have known. This would have been... It s- never occurred to me. I was talking to Grady about this, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And it never, I never thought to be like, what was it about? 
I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Why didn't I say, hey, what was that about? Next time well, I, it's not I that talk fr- to it's him. not that fresh in your head. Right, you're just exactly. thinking like, society, oh yeah, I remember loving that movie. Now yeah, that yeah. we've watched it for this and discussed it so much, you're like, oh, what were you going to do? It's It would be a great sequel concept, kind of like uh, Cube Zero, where that was yeah. the third Cube movie there where you went like behind the scenes of like yes. who was running this shit. Like, that would be so cool if we had a behind the scenes I mean, so we actually it, get these answers. It has to go to Washington. That's like... It's got to be a presidential thing after this. It's got to mm-hmm. be. There's no other way that this is going to, like, it's got to well, be. the president's a shunter, dude. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, the idea is you'd have to be like, oh, okay, you know, how do we stop him? How do we expose it on national TV that the president is one of these, you know, humanoid alien type mm-hmm. things on earth, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of a they live situation. Yep. Yeah. That would be. There's a lot of things you could explore. It'd be really cool. It is too bad. I would have loved to have seen more, but this is not. This movie did not have the kind of reception that warrants yeah. expensive sequel made in 2019. Well, it does now, kind of. It, it I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely got a cult following and huge and, and, cult following and built up over the years, especially in Europe as well. Especially in Europe, it flopped when it came out in the city. It sat on the shelf for two years. It didn't. What? Yeah, I don't think they released it here. I think that they were afraid to release it in the U.S. They no, they were, and then they, oh. they sat on it for two years, then released it, and it fucking bombed. Then they right. sent it overseas, and they loved it. Okay, that's what happened. Because yeah. they like cooler stuff mm. over there. Yeah, they were they were more open to giant butt monsters, <laughs> <laughs> especially in Germany for some reason. What was that about? <laughs> Don't get it. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess we have probably taken up enough of your time with the phenomenal film society. But uh, if the podcast isn't as long as the movie you're talking about, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> or we talk too much. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, anyway, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast on Instagram, and uh, you can purchase things from us uh, at CoastCityComics.com. <laughs> And you can follow me at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend, where you can find a cool link to purchase things at CoastCityComics.com. Including or just send me a message. The Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Yeah. Or in, you, or, insane neon colors. Or you can just trade tapes with me. <laughs> or send me some Batman and Robins. I like that movie. Where Brendan Kawashima made this beautiful illustration in black and white, and then I went and inverted all the colors and went really nuts on it. Uh, it looks great. I like it. Just uh, turn on the view feature of this podcast right now. You can see my shirt. I'm holding it up to the mic. Ooh, that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will see you next week with something else. With maybe less butt stuff. Mm, or maybe more. <laughs> Peace <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> Good night. Bye.